0: When you enrich the lives of your employees through purpose-powered leadership, they'll grow your business for you. Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where you'll discover how to champion a culture of courage and love. Stop dealing with symptoms and get to the root of the problems in your business. This is the Higher Purpose Podcast with your host, Kevin Monroe
1: here we are in episode 63 of the Higher Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Monroe, and what a privilege to have you join us today. I believe you're in for a treat. It's a real privilege and honor for me to bring you amazing conversations. And I'm super excited about today's convo. As was with the case with Steve Brown from episode 62, this conversation has been a while in the making. Today, we're sitting down with Juliana Park, author of The Abundance Loop. I truly believe that for some of you, this conversation is transformational. And as you apply the concepts and practices we explore today, you will shift from living in scarcity to experiencing abundance. That's my hope for you. Hey, let's get to it. Juliana, what a Delight. You know I'm so excited about this conversation today. So welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast.
0: Thank you, Kevin. I'm so delighted to be here and just so delighted that you found me and invited me. I'm excited about this conversation.
1: Well, that makes two of us. As with all conversations, and you know where this comes from, I believe, for me, let's ground this one in gratitude. So what's something you are grateful for at this moment?
0: Hmm. Well, in this very moment, I'm so grateful to be alive. Mm. I'm so grateful to just be here, to be healthy, to have a healthy family, and to be able to truly speak with you. I'm just, I'm full of gratitude right now.
1: And so am I. For you listening, you know, I've talked about this conversation coming for a period of weeks. Juliana, I don't know when I have been as excited about a podcast conversation as I am this one. And, you know, it's no secret. It's no secret. And, and some people would say, maybe you should be more objective. It's no secret that I am probably your biggest fan of, of yours.
0: <laughs> well, I need one. So that's that's great. <laughs> but
1: I, I'm grateful because what you've discovered really is liberating, and it is life changing for people. So, folks, we are inviting you in. We are inviting you in at this moment into a what we believe is a transformational, life changing conversation. So, Juliana, at this point, how do you describe your personal purpose?
0: Uh, I would say my purpose is to really truly help people shift. From a mindset of scarcity and lack, one where people may feel that just that sense of ugh and stress and feeling like there isn't enough, mm. and really helping to shift their mindset and awareness so that they can truly experience abundance. Mm. Mm.
1: Okay, so that's why we're talking, that's why I'm so excited about this conversation. So let's go deeper. What does Abundance mean to you
0: mm, well I feel that what abundance means to me is just feeling in this very present moment that I have enough mm. I have enough to show up in this moment now I have enough breath and life in me to be here now I have enough time to have this conversation with you and feeling that not only do I have enough things, But also more deeply feeling that I am enough, that I'm worthy enough of this conversation. And when I feel that I have enough and then am enough, it is that deep sense of, wow, there's more than enough out there. And there's more than enough that I can share and be.
1: I love that. You heard this in the introduction. Juliana has written a book called The Abundance Loop. And those are the definitions you share in the book now. And I love it. I love it. So contrast that with scarcity. That's abundance. So yes. let's contrast that so that we're all kind of at the same place in this understanding of scarcity contrasted to abundance. And abundance is where we want to go. But yes, yes. maybe we've all been there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I wouldn't have been able to verbalize my passion for abundance had I not been so stuck and mired in scarcity for so long in my life. And it was by truly experiencing this feeling of, gosh, I don't have enough time, or my gosh, I don't have enough money, and constantly feeling stuck in this loop of there isn't enough. And more importantly, realized I was feeling that I am not enough. Mm -hmm. And The sense of, because I'm not enough, I would end up making choices and choose to do things that I know are not in my best interest. Now, it would be even some simple things like, why don't I go exercise? It's not that I don't know that exercise is good for you. It's not that I don't know the health benefits of exercise. And it's not that I don't know where the gym is. It's because <laughs> there's there's something going on, right? And then do I just chalk it up to laziness? I could, but then what's behind that, right? And that's just a superficial example, but I feel that there are all of these examples of feeling stuck of, you know, why did I choose to get into that relationship? Why did I choose to stay in that job even though it was very toxic? Now, why did I choose to let someone walk all over me? Mm. And it was actually, that was one of the aha moments for me. Can I get into how I came up with sort of the scarcity loop? Oh, sure.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm just going to stick a fork right here and say, we've got to come back and talk about this choice thing. Okay. But let's go ahead and talk about your journey. But I do not want to lose this whole idea of choice. So, yeah.
0: Well, I love how you brought that up, Kevin, because I feel that, The choice thing is the biggest piece. It's recognizing that wherever we are, we all have a choice. Mm -hmm. But we don't, a lot of times, we don't feel we have a choice. Yeah. Right. A lot of times, we just feel like, oh my gosh, I have no choice. I have to stay in this job or I can't make changes in my life. Right. And we feel stuck. Yeah. And sometimes we can reflect back on a poor choice that we have made.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what the scarcity loop has allowed me to do. And if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me make reference that as I've reflected on Juliana's content, I've recognized that every, and I mean every bad decision I can trace in life, I can point and say, wow, I was in the scarcity loop when I made that decision. And it was from being in the scarcity loop that I made that decision because I didn't see another choice or a better choice.
0: Exactly. That's exactly. It is a lot of times that neurologically you just, you also didn't. So what happens is that when you make this choice. So for me, one of the, the story is that, you know, I had been helping this one girlfriend of mine who was going through a difficult uh, marriage and she was, you know, trying to get out of this marriage, and he was never around and was not treating her well. And she had multiple children, and so I would give up so much of my time and energy to help her out. You know, I'd buy them groceries, I'd help babysit the kids, I would help clean her home, and wherever she needed help, I would take my own kids there and just help this one woman and her family out. Yeah. And more importantly, I was there just emotionally for her and just picking up every time she called me, which is probably at least 10 times a day and just really spending so much of my own energy there because I sympathized with her. And when she, um, actually one time I was so sick and I was just lying in bed. I felt really feverish and sick and the phone rang and I picked it up and I saw that it was her and I just didn't have the energy. So I just put it back down and then it, Mm. rang and rang again and wasn't picking up and then a text came through and the text was her and she says it's an emergency please pick up yeah. so she calls and i very f- weakly say hello and she's you know and she just immediately says i finally found an attorney i need 2500 dollars can you please lend it to me mm. and as soon as she's saying this i just felt in my body. It it was already sick, but my body was shaking. Mm -hmm. I just started sweating and just couldn't answer. And I somehow managed saying, I I don't have the money. I can't do this. And she's begging and begging and begging. Mm -hmm. And finally, you know, I relented and At first, actually, I was saying night on the money. She said, please, please, just put on your credit card. Don't you want to help me out? It's an emergency. Please just give me your credit card information. And I said, yes. Even though everything in my body told me not to, I still said yes. And, you know, she texted me the attorney's information. And I even went and called the attorney and gave them my credit card number. They charged $2,500 on it. And then I didn't hear from her again. Ever. I tried reaching out to her and she was avoiding all my phone calls. And I did not want to just show up at her house again. I just, you know, just really kept wondering what is going on and just thought, well, maybe one day she'll pay me back. I had told her, This is not a gift, it's a loan. I really need you to pay me back. None of that had happened. Mm -hmm. And this particular incident Really bothered me. Mm. And I think it's because this was probably shortly after I'd gone through my own divorce. Mm -hmm. And so I felt, you know, okay, I'm going to make different choices in my life. I'm going to be aware of surrounding myself with healthier people. And it just, I didn't know why I was still stuck with this situation. And I couldn't figure it out. And it was not just the situation, but this whole idea of why don't I listen to my gut? Mm. What is going on, right? I knew in my body, in my gut, I should not have done this. And yet I still did.
1: So I'm just going to pause right there and ask you listening, can you relate to this? Is there a time that you felt pressured to make a decision and in the moment, whatever that decision was, there were so many signs, even physical signs, emotional signs in your body that this is not what you should do, but you did it anyway. So help us understand what is it that's taken over at that moment that pushes us and kind of compels us to make decisions that if we could only step back a little bit, we'd say, this isn't wise. And in your case, it terminated the relationship. What this Friend pressured you to do to save the relationship or kind of, you know, if you really care about me, is she may not have used those words, but that's what I hear embedded there. If you really care about me, you'll do this. And it it's severed.
0: It's severed. And yeah, it took me a long time to figure this out. I would journal about it. I would talk to a therapist about it. I was saying, what what am I doing wrong? And it wasn't until probably a year later that I was still journaling about it. I mean, it just stayed with me. But in my journals, I was writing, okay, what was the outcome? And I I remember writing, you know, I was left with, you know, not just this bill, but just this horrible feeling of feeling just used. Mm-hmm. And what happened? You know, what happened? How did I get here? And I was drawing this circle and it was, I made a poor choice. Mm-hmm. And what was the root of that poor choice? And I was trying to think back of right when I made it, and it was anxiety. Mm. I felt stressed and anxious mm-hmm. and could not think. And it just was a, a natural reaction from coming out of the stress, feeling stressed. Mm. And I felt that, okay, well, what's one more? What's beneath mm. this, that stress? And for me, I felt that it was fear, it was this deep fear. Of if I don't do this, I'm not going to be loved. Mm. If I don't do this, I'm going to lose a friend. Mm. Mm. If I don't do this, I'm not a good person. Mm. And there's so many more beneath it, but underlying it all was fear. Wow, And so when I saw this loop, I said, "This is it. This is what was going on. <laughs> this fear created anxiety, which neuroscience has shown that when your brain is riddled with anxiety, it literally cuts off the prefrontal cortex. You end up making poor decisions. It shuts off that decision-making ability. And poor decisions naturally lead to negative outcomes, which only reinforces the fear. And around and around you go in what I call the scarcity loop.
1: Okay. So I want to pause right there. So the scarcity loop And you can download this in the show notes and there are some gifts that Juliana is going to tell you about at the end where you can get more information about this, but the scarcity loop, I just want to call something out because when I look at it and when I saw it and when you see it, you know, fears at the top and it leads to anxiety down at the bottoms, poor choices, and then over to the left are negative outcomes. But the way you experienced it and discovered it is kind of like Soren Kierkegaard. He said, life is best, understood live backward i mean looking backwards but it's lived forwards right so we live forward so even in this you didn't diagnose this by go oh there's fear at the root fear produces anxiety anxiety it was reverse engineering what was going on from not just this one situation that resulted in this negative outcome, but you found there were multiple times you were in the scarcity loop, but it were mm-hmm. unpacking it. So I love that, that it's, you know, I figured this out, not in the laboratory, not, you know, not, not in theory, but in, in the laboratory <laughs> of life and absolutely over a year, you know, with this unpacking this one, beautiful. So I think that's missed when somebody just looks at the diagram. You look at the diagram, oh, th- th- you know, this is just somebody, this is a framework. No, it's so much more than No, it
0: was, it was really figuring out for me, why do I make the poor choices that I do hmm. over and over and over again? Hmm. And couldn't just mentally figure it out. I had to get to the root of how was I feeling in those moments when I was making these choices and why was I feeling that?
1: Yeah. So. Okay. So now how did this understanding, when did the contrasting approach of the abundance loop appear? So first off you figure out the scarcity loop. mm -hmm. Now, how do you go from that to how might this be different?
0: Well, it took me a long time to develop, That scarcity loop. And once I finally drew it out and saw it and was just like, wow, this is it. This is exactly how I was feeling. Oh, my goodness. How do I get out of this was my first thought, right? Like, this is it. Okay, what is the opposite of this? So then right next to it in my journal, I then drew, okay, I had a negative outcome. What is the opposite? It was a positive outcome. Mm -hmm. And then instead of a poor choice, what could I have made? Mm. A wise choice. Okay, so that part made sense. And then I kept going, you know, sort of counterclockwise in my loop, and it was anxiety. And I thought, okay, what is the opposite of anxiety? And I thought about it, and I felt peace. Mm. If I had peace of mind, I could have made better choices. Mm -hmm. and and then i thought well what will lead me to peace of mind what is that opposite of fear which is the top of the loop of the scarcity loop what Mm -hmm. is the root of it for the abundance loop Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people and i've let i've read a lot about how love is the opposite of fear for me in this loop that didn't seem to be the right word for me
1: yeah
0: i sat with it and sat with it and Meditated on it and thought, what is it? What will give me peace of mind? Mm. Mm. And then I wrote gratitude. Mm. And when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is it. This is how I can shift out of that scarcity mode to one of abundance. I've got to come back to gratitude. Wow.
1: So even as I'm listening to that, folks, is you're listening, maybe you don't understand this. I record these conversations on Zoom. We publish the audio, but I get to experience this in video. And just this conversation is so rich. And most of the time, Juliana's her eyes are closed. She's in deep reflection, even as she's recounting this. And I just understand the depth, the depth of which you encountered this experience and still feel it. I mean, this is not just... Theory for you. This isn't, hey, let me just go write a book. I mean, the the book came out of this experience, this journey. So, the other thing I want to say is, you know, it's Elizabeth Kubler Ross who wrote the psychology work about love and fear being the, the two emotions and their opposites. But as you were describing that, I'm kind of like, can you really be grateful without love? You know, gratitude is at the top of the loop, which I totally agree, but I'm just wondering, I believe there might be
0: yes, a really yes.
1: strong connection between love and
0: gratitude. I agree, because I think that feeling does emanate so strongly. You know, when you are truly grateful, you can't help but but love. Right. You can't help but, you know, love, you know, the people you're with, you can To love everything around you, you know, and because you are deeply appreciating it.
1: Mm, mm. Wow. So I want to read something from your book. Mm -hmm. Fear causes anxiety, and we don't like how it makes us feel. We take action to suppress the sense that something's not quite right, whether we prefer shopping. Eating, drinking, smoking, or fighting, our drug of choice numbs our physical or emotional pain and the nagging we feel inside. We find temporary relief and mistake it for happiness. And then here comes the mic drop line, but the absence of pain doesn't equal joy. Just share a little more about that and your journey to understand that. And I just think it's so true. We don't know how it makes us feel, but we know we got to do something, right? None of us enjoys anxiety.
0: No, no.
1: But we do something to alleviate anxiety, even if it exasperates the situation long term.
0: Yes, yes. Because we just want immediate gratification, yeah. right? We just want to get have the stress go away. You know, it's so easy to say, let's just go out for a drink. Let me dig into a pint of ice cream. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and just do things to get rid of this icky feeling that is so familiar. Mm. And that's also... Part of the problem is we become so used to feeling it. And so we get stuck in these habits of poor choices. Mm -hmm. Now, I know whether it's, you know, staying stuck in just a situation that can create that toxic, we get so used to it that we almost need it. It's really, truly a loop. And I feel that when you get around in that loop, you can get around the loop quicker and quicker. So it's almost like a vortex.
1: I was going to say, it's not just the loop. It's a slippery slope, a spiral
0: down. When, when you get on this. Yes, it's a spiral downwards in like a vortex. Yeah. And then it, it really truly feels like we don't have a choice because it's such a mental and physical habit that we have. How do you interrupt that now? So now I recognize it because now when I recognize, not just through the behaviors, but I can almost even recognize it when I have a thought. Like when I I catch myself now, when I say, I don't have enough time and (laughs) when I can stop and I will literally see the script in my head Mm -hmm. and I will stop even there and change that script to, no, I have enough time, right? I have enough time to drive carefully. And I remember literally when um, I used to always have that script going through my head. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And I would get so many, I'd get pulled over. I would get speeding tickets. I would get pulled over from running stop signs. And what a metaphor in life. I was literally running through stop signs and red lights Mm. and thought, wow, what am I doing? I need to slow down, right? There's enough time Just slow down and think and make a conscious choice feel like, again, going back to what you said earlier with the choices, I mean, that underlies a lot of this because we were making a lot of the poor choices, I believe, were unconscious choices, right? And uh, not being conscious of the fact that we have choices. We get in
1: that loop to where the unconscious choices almost are set on autopilot right because the vortex is picking up speed pulling us down and, and so it's like you know stop the merry-go-round i want to get off but you're just in that and you're like wow yes and you're not even conscious back back to, you're not even conscious of the bad choices you're making they've just picked right. up so much momentum and speed
0: part of it is really trying to catch it in that thought process, because I do believe that it stems from your thoughts and beliefs. So what is my mindset in that moment? Is my mindset one of like fear and anxiety and seeing that? Cause then I recognize if I can shift that, okay. Knowing that now that the abundance loop stems from gratitude, I will literally just stop myself sometimes when I'm recognizing that I am in the scarcity loop. I'll say, take a deep breath, Mm. just stop the Mm merry-go-round, take a deep breath and say, okay, let me look at things differently, right? What am I believing right now to be true?
1: Mm.
0: And and trying to change that belief, right? If I'm saying, oh my gosh, but I have to do this. Otherwise, you know, I'll get fired if I don't do this, or my husband's going to be really upset if I don't take care of this. How true is that, Mm. right? And taking that breath and recognizing, no, I have the time to do it the right way. Or no, I can actually look at other opportunities that there may be out there for me, right? And it's really coming back and recognizing what is going on through my mind right now. Mm. Mm. And is it possible to challenge what I believe is true? about the situation. Okay, we're going to pause
1: and unpack that. Is it possible to challenge, is it possible to challenge what I believe about this situation?
0: All Right, or or what is possible? Yeah. Right, so I believe that a lot of times we are so stuck with self-limiting beliefs about what is possible for ourselves, for our lives. We can expand so much more. We can think so much bigger about the infinite possibilities that we can choose from. But we are so used to being raised with just a very smaller world of possibilities that is available to us. We almost don't view it as a world of possibilities. It's just, here's what your life will be like, and that's it.
1: So yeah, okay, we're gonna unpack this a moment. It's not only, just a moment ago, you talked about what am I believing right now to be true. When we get stuck in that, there's also this, what am I not able to see in Mm. this moment? I'm seeing this set of circumstances or situation, and I am interpreting that as reality, mm-hmm. maybe not recognizing that's just my perception. That may not be really real. There's this finite set of options that I see, Yes. and I'm believing that's all that is possible. So there's these other things that we're blinded to in that moment.
0: That's correct. Kevin, that is absolutely it, is... I mean, you had just said it, if we are all so stuck in our internal experiences and our internal world is what we mistake to be is the external reality. Mm -hmm. But if we can really truly shift our internal state, and that's why if we can shift our mindset and our experiencing from fear to gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, when I do some of these talks, in front of large audiences, I will literally take them through a 30 second gratitude exercise. And before we go through an exercise, let's do that. And okay. Can unpack it, but then let, let's do it right now. Sure. Sure. Okay. So I would love for all of you who are listening to really get a sense of how are you feeling? Mm. How is your breath right now? Is it feeling tight? Is it feeling short? Are you holding stress somewhere in your body? Maybe in your shoulders or in your stomach, in your neck? Are you feeling some tension right now? And if so, we're going to go ahead and try to just take a deep breath. Can we just Inhale all the air that's available to us. and Fill your entire lung capacity with that air. And allow that air to flow through your lungs, but really breathing into every part of your body. And then exhaling all of that try to exhale all of that negative energy and tension that you are holding onto. And if you're sitting somewhere, or maybe if you're driving, can you feel your feet? Can you feel your legs? And as you're breathing, can you take that breath in and feeling it through every cell of your body? Can you feel your fingers? Maybe it's on the steering wheel, right? Can you feel it going into your chest and your heart and feeling that we can breathe? We have that breath available to us. And whatever it is that you are doing, can you open your eyes and see and feel the gratitude that we have the ability of sight Mm. and to smell? and most of you can probably hear me. Mm. We all have the ability to hear and how grateful Mm. can you feel that we can hear things and see things, move our fingers and our legs and we can walk and Mm. we can talk. Mm. And I'm sure if you can look around you, can you be grateful that maybe you can afford the computer or the phone that you have Right? And maybe you're outside. And can you smell the beautiful fresh air, feel the warmth of the sun or a breeze or see rain? And just if you look around, what can you be grateful for in this very moment? I'd love for you to just take three seconds and just say, I am grateful for. Mm. Now let out that exhale. How do you feel now? Has something shifted? Can you feel any, even just a little bit more expansive as opposed to that contraction? So when you're in that scarcity loop, it's that feeling of contraction and tension. Mm -hmm. Literally your shoulders might go in or you feel more tense. But when you can breathe and recognize how much there is to be grateful for you literally expand your lungs and you can expand your mind and all of a sudden you can see things maybe slightly differently
1: well there you have it there there i was going to ask you a question at some point what's a practice you use for interrupting scarcity and breaking its hold on you you breathe something as simple as that and it it doesn't even have to be as long as we did then, right? I mean, it can be very short and simple as what I've discovered, just the power of interrupting. What are the warning signs that you're in the scarcity loop? You shared some of those. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, you and I had a conversation earlier this week where we just talked about this a whole lot more and just got to know each other a little better. And But in that, I was sharing with you how what you had said earlier, I've heard myself say things. So it's been, I've been on the pursuit of gratitude for a long time in life. It's been nine, 12 months since I really got serious about the abundance loop and started seeing the loops. I'd seen it maybe 18 months ago, but you know, I just kept coming, crossing my path, kept crossing my path. I had no idea you were the creator of it at first. We had that story. (laughs) What a story. Well, okay, let's tell that story because this is (laughs) a fun story. I was wanting to use the loops in some presentations and I'm kind of a stickler for giving credit to where stuff comes from. So I found someone in Europe that had incorporated this in a blog. And the first time I, incorporated it into some training much earlier this year, like February of this year, I cited this person. And then I was doing work a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago for Meals on Wheels. And in the contract that I signed with them, I had to validate that I would find original source or if I was using copywritten material, which I assume this to be copywritten. I've, I've since discovered a little difference on them, maybe, you can explain that. So I'm on this Google search trying to find, well, somebody created this. Oh, the person in Europe, what they said to me is, oh, it's everywhere on the internet. Don't worry about it. Just use it. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough for me. I want to find who was the creator (laughs) because I want to give credit to this, what I just believe is a profound, powerful diagram. So then I'm Googling. And finally, I just Googled the term, the abundance loop. And I found this book, buy the book on the spot, start reading the book, find the diagrams in the book. Ah. There's this lady, Juliana Park. Then I go on this quest to find you, connect with you, and get you on the podcast today because this needs to be shared. So that's kind of the backstory, folks, of how this ended up happening.
0: Thank you. And I'm so thrilled, just truly honored to finally be connecting with you and to be able to share the loops and sort of the steps on how to shift from scarcity to abundance.
1: Yes, absolutely. So back in that conversation we had earlier this week, I told you that this verbal audit or hearing my responses to something, because I've been much more intentional on gratitude, much more, but I heard myself giving a response to a question frequently. I'm like, wait a minute, that is a scarcity answer. Hmm. That's not how I would answer if I were really in the abundance loop. So it's caused me to... Wow. Intentionally shift focus and choose words differently. So, And you said that. That's one for you.
0: Yes, so you can yourself words. say something and you go, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Right. Yeah. So inter- like what you said, interrupting sort of the, the scripting that's going through your mind. And as we're working with our mind, also getting so clear. One of the steps in the book I talk about that's so crucial is getting super clear about what is important to you. What do you Mm. value, right? What is meaningful to you? Because it's so easy to just adopt society's values, right? It is so easy to get so caught up with the whole keeping up with the Joneses and seeing things in the media and feeling like we have to have this, otherwise we're worthless, right? Or we have to do this, otherwise whatever. Like there's so many supposed to do's and shoulds, but what is the should for you? Mm. What is important to you? And when it's important to you, it doesn't matter what others think. You don't need others' feedbacks on what you enjoy. Yeah. So when you sit with yourself and get clear about, wow, you know I truly am so happy and in the flow and really feel my sense of true self when I'm doing this, well, the more you spend your time and money and energy in doing that, that is abundance right? Abundance is so unique to each and every person. And it is so personal. But if you're trying to fill your life, what is abundance for someone else, then that may not be abundance for you. So get really clear about what you value. What is it that you want, regardless? And I know you may say, I want to do this. And then you put in a but, oh, but, you know, my partner will never let that happen. Oh, but I don't have enough money to do this. Take out all the buts and just think about what makes you happy. Wow. Okay, I'm watching our time. Mm -hmm.
1: And here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a two-part episode if you're listening. We're going to make this a two-part episode because I don't want to make this so long for you to try to listen to in one sitting. And Juliana and I have a little more time. We'd already assessed that. We were just trying to figure out where this conversation would go. I want to ask you to think, if somebody only is hearing this part of the conversation, they don't, unable to join the other, how would you wrap up, put a bow on this part of the conversation, but what we really want is to make sure you come back and listen to next week's installment, because we're going to make this two-part, but
0: how would you close this part? Sure, so... I would say if you are feeling that sense of uh, scarcity in your life right now, if you're feeling stressed and stuck in that loop of, Oh my gosh, I don't have enough things. You know, I don't have enough. I am not enough and feeling anxious and feeling stuck in making the choices that you are that you are not leading to the life that you really want to be living. Then recognize that you do have a choice. In this moment right now, you can choose to break free from scarcity. You can say, you know what? I choose to live differently. And recognizing that then the next step is once you've made that choice, challenge your beliefs about what is possible for you. What is something that is really important to you, that matters to you, and don't put those limits on that belief. And always, always be coming back to gratitude. Now, I don't want you to think that you have to always be living the abundance loop. I don't think it's reality. It's not for me. But the whole idea between the scarcity loop and abundance loop is just awareness. Catch yourself when you're stuck in that downward spiral and saying, wait, I'm going to stop. I know that I can choose to live differently. I'm going to breathe, think about what I'm grateful for, and take the action steps that are needed to make different choices, to create the life that I really want. Wow. Okay. That is a great place to put a pause
1: in this conversation for you listening. Now, before we wrap this segment up, I want to ask Juliana because she has come bearing gifts out of an abundant heart. So what are the gifts you have and how do people Receive those gifts.
0: Sure. So I have two handouts that I usually give out in my speaking engagements. One of them are is a visual of the loops, and I've had many, many people come up to me and saying afterwards, "That, gosh, these loops are so powerful." I just tape them up my wall and it immediately stops me because then I see and I catch myself that I'm in that scarcity loop. I need to shift over to the abundance loop. So I want to share that visual with you. Also in the handouts, I have laid out the eight steps to manifest abundance. You can either buy the book, The Abundance Loop, Eight Steps to Manifest Conscious Wealth on Amazon, but you can also email me at jt at julianapark.com or Kevin, I'm not sure if people can reach out to you. Sure. And you can also get my contact information from him. If you mention Higher Purpose Podcast, I am happy to send these over to you. So I can give you a handout that lays out the eight steps, as well as the visual of the scarcity loop and abundance loop.
1: Wow, that is so incredibly generous of you. Thank you for doing that. We will include the link in the show notes for you listening. You can download that in the show notes, figure that out. And I want to just say... I cannot even tell you how many times I have now shared this diagram and sent it to people. It just comes up in conversation on a weekly basis. And several of you listening, you know this to be true because we've discussed it. I've sent it to you. You've wowed with me at the response to this. And it's just such a simple visual. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Oh, it is truly my pleasure. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, and we want to invite you to join next week. We're making this a two-part episode. And if you're listening, you know this hardly ever happens on, on the Higher Purpose podcast. But there's just so much wealth here. We're going to continue this next week. Thank you. Hey, I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. When we started today's conversation, I asked Juliana how she was on time, and it just happened to be she had an abundance of time today. She had slotted a lot of time and was generous with it. So I said, let's start. Let's see how it goes. And at a point, I decided to make this a two-part episode that we will continue next week. I hope you find this information as transformational and as impactful in your life as I have mine. Let me echo a couple of the highlights and do some call-outs for you. First off, if you feel stuck in scarcity, please remember you are not alone. We've all been there and we still go there. The key is to not stay there any longer than you must. But increase your awareness of your options and to realize you always have a choice. That harkens back to episode 60 with Nick Tasler about choice. If you haven't heard that yet, you might enjoy going back and picking that one up. Secondly, learn to recognize when you're in scarcity and interrupt yourself and develop gratitude practices that allow you to shift from scarcity to abundance so you spend more time abounding. Imagine shifting from never feeling you have enough to discovering that you have not only have enough, just as important, if not more important, you are enough. Hey, if you're not yet a member of the Higher Purpose community, you can join for free. If you're on Facebook, simply go to livehigherpurpose.com and that'll take you to the Higher Purpose community. You can go to the show notes for this episode, on whatever podcast service you're using to get Juliana's website where you can get the freebies she mentioned. And be sure to join us next week for part two of this conversation. And until we connect again, remember, live, love, and lead with purpose and gratitude.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Are you at a crossroads or facing a transition and not confident about what to do now or next? Then you're invited to join Kevin Monroe for a clarity call. Go to slash clarity and enter for a free call or book right away. That's slash clarity.